I said, um, I said, you know, can we help here? And so I said, can we speak to the family? So she was there holding the baby, the baby, you know, and she was wanting to see me, you know, as I said, blonde, white skin, you know, blue eyes. So she um, she went back to the family and I said, please, you know, can you t- talk to the family to see if we can help her mother and her yes. family? So um, my husband spoke to the family and they they were they live right next to her and they were trying to help the family as well. So they, you know, you by know, they employing joined, the girl for babysitting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And trying to help as much as possible. And so they said, yes, you know, you're, you're welcome to call the next day. They wondered if I was from an organization and I said no I'm independent you know I just want to help I want to be able to give directly um you know because I know the money goes directly when you do it that way so um yeah so again we went you know um my husband took me to the the shops he purchased the wheat the flour vegetables oil we got two bags a week two bags of rice (laughs) you know we did all that and went to her house and again concrete block um she lived on top of a concrete block and there again there was just this mesh um, like a uh, a base of a bed smaller than that but with this mesh to sit on and and just a washing line there that's that's what she had and I didn't see anything else other than that and mm. we, we couldn't speak we just smiled and I hugged her you know actions are so so important language is not a barrier it never has to be yeah. a barrier um, and and so yeah I um, and none of them spoke English so I'd gone on my own again my husband kindly waited for me and yeah and it was able and again my husband had translated that it came with love from from people of the UK. So this went on a lot in that first month that I was there. And as I said, the culture was very hospitable. Everybody would invite me to their homes for food. I had so many invitations, I couldn't possibly make them all. Um, but yeah, they were very kind hearted and open, open hearted and, and welcomed me in. So I was very privileged with with everybody, you know, even businesses, everybody really um, was very kind to me as a foreign person going into that country, um, country. People would come up to me and speak to me in English. And how are you? How long are you here for? Um, are you enjoying yourself? And I'd say yes, very much. And and the story um of me being in, in Pakistan had gone out I think it went out on to seven international news channels in the end I did a few a few a few um news um on and breaking news even I was on breaking news believe it or not in seven international uh news channels and also I did an advert for um a restaurant that was there that I've become very good friends with which is Chinatown which was lovely so I did an advert for them and yes and then I made my way back uh back to the UK on the 1st of December um, very sad to leave the people of Pakistan, but very much with um, holding a very dear warmth in my heart because it is very much like it feels like home. Yeah, you know, it's it's very beautiful. So yeah, I felt very privileged, and that was really Emma the start of um, coming back, and it it did it changed me because I'm not mat- I'm, I'm not a material person anyway. Um, you know, when people give me gifts, you know, I wholeheartedly the sentiment in that means more to me than anything. But I, I found that once I got home, I just kind of like looked around my home and I just thought, I know I don't need all these things. Mm. And so that was really the beginning of where my second trip came into play. So if any of you have got any questions, I know Emma's got some lined up here, but please feel free to contact us here at Pure West Radio. You can message us on Facebook as well, Emma Ruth Thomas or Lynn Cheryl Perfect. But we're going to play another tune for you now. This is the Black Eyed Peas and Where is the Love? Oh, yeah. 
practice what you preach And won't you turn the other cheek Father, 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 help us Send some guidance from above These people got me, got me questioning Where is the love? What's wrong with the world, mama? People living like they ain't got no mamas I think the whole world's addicted to the drama Only attracted to things that'll bring the trauma Overseas, yeah, we trying to stop terrorism But we still got terrorists here living In the USA, the big CIA The Bloods and the Crips and the KKK But if you only have love for your own race Then you only leave space to discriminate And to discriminate only generates hate And when you hate, then you're bound to get irate Yeah, madness is what you demonstrate And that's exactly how anger works and operates Man, you gotta have love just to set it straight Take control of your mind and meditate Let your soul gravitate to the love, y'all, y'all People killing, people dying Children hurting, hear them crying Can you practice what you preach? And don't you turn the other cheek? Father, 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 help us Send some guidance from above These people got me, got me questioning Where is the love? Strange is the world insane? If love and peace is so strong, why are the pieces of love that don't belong? Nations dropping bombs, chemical gases filling lungs of little ones with ongoing suffering as the youth are young. So ask yourself, is the loving really gone? So I could ask myself, really, what is going wrong in this world that we living in? People keep on giving in, making wrong decisions, only visions of them dividends, not respecting each other, denying thy brother. A war is going on, but the reason's undercover. The truth is kept secret, it's swept under the rug. If you never know. No truth, then you never know love. What's the love, y'all? Come on. Oh, where's the truth, y'all? Come on. Oh, where's the love, y'all? People killing, people dying, children hurting, hidden crying. Can you practice what you preach? And would you turn the other cheek? Father, 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 help us. Send some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning. Where is the love? The world on my shoulder As I'm getting older Your people gets colder Most of us only care About money making Selfishness got us Following the wrong direction Wrong information Always shown by the media Negative images Is the main criteria Infecting the young minds Faster than bacteria Kids wanna act like What they see in the cinemas yeah. Whatever happened To the values of humanity Whatever happened To the fairness and equality Instead of spreading love We're spreading animosity Lack of understanding Leading us away from unity That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down It's no wonder why sometimes I'm feeling under Gotta keep my faith alive till love is found Oh, killing people, dying Children hurting, hidden crying Can you practice what you preach? And would you turn the other cheek? Father, 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 help us Send some guidance from above These people got me, got me questioning Where is the love? So as promised, we now have our match the movie to the music.
So we're going to play just the one track now tonight. And just to give you a clue, it's the leading man had to lose 26 pounds in 1993 for this film, which was based on a similar event of a true story. So fearing it would compromise his career as a lawyer, he hides his disease, but it's secretly exposed when a colleague spots the illness telltale signs and he's shortly fired afterwards, which resolves to sue for discrimination. This is Match the Movie to the Music and this is your one and only track. That was your one track there with Phil Collins and It's In Your Eyes. So, the leading man had to lose £26 for the 1993 film, which was based on a similar event of a true story. Fearing that it was compromise his career as a lawyer, he hides his disease but is secretly exposed when a colleague spots the illness's telltale signs. Fired shortly afterwards, resolves to sue for discrimination. Any ideas what it is, Emma? Mm, it was a Tom Hanks film, was it? It was indeed. It was. And it's a name of a favourite, my favourite cream cheese, I think. And I believe it's a place. It is Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> did we get that right at home? If you did, well done you. We'll have another Match the Movie to the Music next week. Of course, if you've got any ideas, please feel free to let us know because we are scraping the bottom of the barrel, trying to find after a year because we had our year birthday last week, didn't we? We did. So, uh, yes, we, we need some help with finding some movies with some good soundtracks in. So what we're going to do is we're going to play another track for you now. This is a beautiful song by 
by Robbie Williams. We've got a request coming up for you a little bit later on, but of course, we're going to start getting these questions out where all of you lovely people have called in, messaged in, and I shall be asking them after this next track. This is Robbie Williams and Angels. I sit and wait as an angel Contemplate my fate Do they know The places where we go When we're gray and old Cause I have been told That salvation Let's their wings unfold So when I'm lying in my bed Thoughts running from my head And I feel that love is dead I'm loving angels instead And through it Forsake me I'm loving angels instead When I'm feeling weak And my pain walks down One way street I look above And I know Save me I'm loving angels 
angels instead. Oh, isn't that a beautiful song? Absolutely wonderful. Amazing, amazing. So I think we should um, pop on to some questions that we've had coming in. Thank you very much to everybody that's um, been texting in some of their questions. And um, if we can then, Lynn, I'd like to ask you a question that's come through from Jane and Pam. And they would like to know, although Pakistan is not such a rich country in material terms, do you think that they are happier than us and their community spirit is better than ours? That's a really good question, actually. So thank mm, you, Jane and Pam. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a one to think about, isn't it? I think, I think because of the environment that they're in, they know no different. So they make the best of what they have and what they know. So happiness doesn't come, does it, from having, as you said, the material things. I mean, yes, certainly having some money can make life easier. Mm. Um, and obviously it's important that we have food in our stomachs. You know, we have, you know, health-wise, you know, because uh-huh. they have to pay for their medication out there. Oh, wow. Um, you know, they don't have, like, the, the NHS. So, yes, it is important, I think, that um, we we gain a deeper understanding that how fortunate we are, but certainly I feel that they find their happiness in the, in the simple things in life, you know, and... And, and I'm sure that there are people here in the UK, you know, that you also find that, you yes. know, but that, yeah, they they would go for walks by the river. They would, you know, play with, like I said, the children would play with their, their cooker rings and sticks or they, they would perhaps have a, a ball or some kind, you know, that's what they do. A lot of the children, actually, they help their families. That's yes. what they do. They're very family um, orientated. Uh, people for definite yeah mm-hmm. so. smashing and that leads us on then to um, a question that, that came in from Nigel um, do you, do they know the reasons of their poverty I'm not sure whether they understand how different countries work I mean we're, we're fortunate in the UK to be uh, where the government are able to assist uh, you know people they have benefits etc you, you know they can help with pensions mm. etc you know when you people retire and so forth um, so in Pakistan they don't have that so people tend to work from a very young age to a very old age I mean uh, on my last trip there was a gentleman that must have been about 85 and he was still working uh, you know he works in the fields and so because of that I think from a young age to an old age they all work but their happiness comes from their community spirit with the way that they interact with people they work very long hours yes. you know really long I mean they they start at light and they carry on and, until it's dark so you're talking you know some of the places might not close until eight o'clock at night I mean obviously other restaurants and so forth but yeah they, they'd work until it was like eight o'clock at night and then they'd be out, out there again at seven o'clock eight o'clock in the morning and they'd work all day you know, and you're and talking about six, six. Some people are working seven days a week. That's what they do. And these are working in shops and restaurants, or or even um, farmers working the land. The the more of the, I'd say the out in the the sticks a little bit where perhaps you know because obviously if you're in a if you're in places like Mingora then you have got the restaurants which they can be busier from people that travel from Lahore or or places like that you know to come out for day trip sites so that's not that's not so bad it's more of the 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 outskirts people like the people in the the sticks they're the ones who find that they have to work a lot if they live in the hills and they have to come down to the city to work or the children you know they are still there at night time late night time on the streets selling their combs 
Netherlands or trying to sell the polystyrene or cardboard. You know, there was one particular guy in my first trip, bless him, he was just wandering around and um, we'd ordered food for myself, my husband and also our driver. And we were sitting there and and he was just, bless him, I felt so sorry for him in the end. I just gave him, well, my husband, I said, give him my food. I I really don't need it. And I knew I didn't need it. Mm. You know, I was eating just to have a meal. But when was his last meal? So we sat him down and and we gave him a meal and got him drinks and, you know... um, I, mm. I can grab food anytime. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't know when his next meal was going to come. So there, there was a lot of that that I that I saw. Yeah. Smashing. But, but definitely the the happiness that that comes. They know no nothing else, Jane. You know. So I think they they live with with what they have and yeah. make the best of it. Definitely, definitely. And and I was going to say and smashing that um, that you were helping. Um, the elderly as well as the children while you were out there it wasn't necessarily just the children you were helping them well the, this this 85 year old man i mean he has a family that he has to look after yeah. so that the families live together so he would have his perhaps his his daughters might live there um and then if, if there's the son he may go off to work or a son-in-law may go off to work whichever but the, because the families live together then they they all especially if there's daughters then that they yeah. the ladies don't work they do some ladies do work they go to college they can aspire to to better themselves maybe become doctors nurses or teachers that's what the ladies tend to do but um obviously they they need to be educated well some of the families aren't um wealthier enough to be able to do that the children have to go on the streets you know to be able to work for to help their families so there's no free schooling out there or are you saying that the time spent in school could have been spent um, out working and earning well, the family you, money. Well, if you think about if somebody hasn't got a father, um, um, for you know perhaps they've passed away or, or something, and like this one lady, her, her husband had passed away. She was left there with her thirteen-year-old son and you know and her ten-year-old daughter. So the children were working. She'd make the nan breads and so forth, and the children would perhaps her son would go and sell them on yeah. the streets. Whereas and they they um, sh- sell uh, sugar cane as well in bags and so forth, and the daughter would then of in a safe environment she'd have been looking after the baby so because they ha- it was more important because to earn the money to be of able course, to feed to bring the money so rather than being yeah. able to go to school yeah. they that's what they had not really a lot of choice i guess amazing so yeah and there's just so many families and um like like that and also orphans as well you know street children and so forth that are on their own completely so yeah, yeah. Um, um, amazing for you to go and um, you know experience it. And the second half of Nigel's question, thank you very much, Nigel, for these questions that came in today. Um, what aspirations um, do they have, big or small? I think it's basically just to help each other and to help their families. I, th- I think that's it. That's what I really took from it, um, from what I was seeing, because they, it was quite selfless, really. The, the children had gone out just to be able to help feed their families, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and your your husband obviously has um, aspirations. Absolutely, of course he's, he does. I have to say, I might be biased, but I'm uh, he's he's an absolute sweetheart. I'm a very 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 lucky lady. Um, he has a, an absolute pure heart of gold. He really does. Um, he really wants to help people too. Yeah, and and I think that is, you know, us joining together. Um, I guess because of what I wish to experience as a person, you know, like I've I've developed myself and and got my you know where my head is now and and doing the work that I do. But really, I want to be able to take that a little bit further afield and help as many 
people as I can and he's the same you know humanitarian work as well as what we do now so he has his uh, businesses in uh, Pakistan as well so yeah so I, I came back and um, obviously planning the next trip and uh-huh. obviously to help more people um, as much as we can and and it's very important to my husband as well to be able to show that cultures are coming together that's what both our messages is you know bringing cultures have your own experience don't necessarily listen to everything that you hear you know f- try and find some things out for yourself because we're fed so much information yes. if that makes sense and sometimes I think we can be a little bit vulnerable or gullible to believe everything that we hear and I have to say that my experience hasn't been at all what you kind of like here in the, in the media so rather than cultures being pulled together I think as humanity awakened beings we need to be you know joining together with all cultures you know to bring peace around the world it's our responsibility isn't it for future generations of the world yeah definitely 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 so I came back uh, ready uh, to prepare a second trip um, you know I, I got back and uh, I celebrated Christmas with my family and so forth. And and then I decided that, you know, I wanted to go again. So um, I, I applied again. And it was a lot quicker this time because... To get I'd, your visa yeah, to go over. Yeah, it, it took about yeah. a week because, I, you know, I'd, I'd had... Uh, I'd, I'd passed the first time um, <laughs> flying killers and uh, so yeah as, as always <laughs> so I, I, um, I yeah I planned my second trip for April and because I was very much aware that obviously I have to work and obviously I have an income I have bills to pay just like everybody you know so I, I was aware that for me to do this I needed people's help out there it wasn't something that I could do on my own so I kind of like started to tell my story and I I, you know I've always done that since I came back to say what my experiences have been of Pakistan because for us to have peace in the world that message needs to get out definitely so I um I started to, you know, tell my story and I, I started to explain to people and I, I put it, I started with um, Facebook really and and said, you know, about doing a, a fundraising uh, for the, the underprivileged children and families of Pakistan. And there were some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful souls. Oh my goodness, I can't thank you enough that from all over the world um, was starting to donate and, and yes. give money. And I then, as I said, I come home and seeing the the material things in my environment that probably I didn't really need as much as I I loved them. I didn't need them, Mm -hmm. Emma. So I started to take them down um, off my walls. Um, My walls were covered uh, with beautiful things that I had given me, gifts, things that I'd purchased myself. And I decided that I was going to start to accept donations for these gifts so spiritual things they were pictures and you know plaques everything like that and I decided that I was going to start to ask anybody you know if they wanted to donate anything when I do my pamper days anything like that if they if they wanted to um some I might do raffles you know I started to raise money that way I also went to a school in Tembe uh St Tylo's school and I gave a presentation in front of all the school the, the children there and explained to them about my journey in Pakistan in November and what the children have Mm. and you know how they you know how we can appreciate what we have you know like that you know what do you do when you go home you put the TV on you get on your games you know you you play on the the PlayStation mum has a meal for Uh, you absolutely you know and they don't have to go to work they go to school they learn they they have their education and so forth so I was really showing them about the the toys and the things that they have and and the way 
that the, the culture was and explaining that although they had very little they were very kind-hearted people that um, they were generous enough that, and they donated as well um, to the cause um, which I was very very grateful for and I'm going to be returning back to tell of my story this time and so I did that um, as I said I did I did raffles people came in with donations from all over the world and again I, I just want to say thank you so much for that so I managed to raise altogether and also put in my in myself again you know not just with doing um raffles and draws and so forth um i also you know put some money in myself so this time i went away with about 700 pounds wow that's fantastic yeah. and well done. yeah so i went out there again and um exactly you know the same went to find places and people that really needed yeah. that aid and there's a particular school um in um pakistan which is parish um organization and it's not government funded or anything like that it relies on people's kindness generosity um you know on, on organizations to try and help as much as they can and basically going back to 2000 and i believe it was seven eight and possibly 2009 where the taliban were at war with pakistan now um, there's two different things, you know. Mm-hmm. Pakistan, Pakistan is not Taliban. Yes. Okay, it's not. I think we, I think we're all awakened enough to realise that. And so, Pakistan was at war with the the Taliban, and a lot of people were killed at that time, which left a lot of orphans um, on the streets and homeless and so forth. So. This particular organisation, they what they did is they set up a school to get the children off the streets and they also um, built um, a hostel. And there's currently mm. 250 boys in this hostel mm. that have that don't have parents. And that is their home. They live in dormitories. Right. And I went there, I visited there. And, um, and next to, right next to the, the hostel, ad- adjacent to it, is the school. And downstairs is where the boys are taught and upstairs is where the girls are taught. So they showed me around the school and they also took me to um, the, the upstairs where all the girls were being taught. Yes, yeah. And I, I went and I spoke to these beautiful ladies, these beautiful young girls, and, and I spoke to them and, and encouraged them really, you know, tried to empower them, that reminding them that they are the future generations of Pakistan. Pakistan and it's important that we join you know together um, in peace and in love with all cultures of the world um, because it is for again it's the future generations and and so yeah it was really it was really special it was important to me and I felt exceptionally privileged and one of the girls handed me a card that they'd made um, and they didn't know I was going. I just turned up, and they uh-huh. they welcomed me instantly. Oh, wow. They took time. Out. I think the actually the headmaster was about to go to a wedding or something. He took time, <laughs> bless him, to be with me and to show me around the school and what they had and what they did. And it was beautiful to see. It really was. There was a lot of English writing, and they were speaking English. My goodness me! Wow. Uh, they yeah, the children were speaking English, and uh, they must have only been about eight, nine, ten, something like that. And then. Um, um, I went downstairs. I saw the dormitories, and I could see um, the the little boys playing in the in the dormitories on the cameras and stuff. Once they had gone out to play, I, I they went in and had a look around. And that's their home. That's their family. And I think it's once I believe it's once every three weeks they get to go out and see their family, like their aunts or uncles, for the oh, day, okay. and then they come back. So the school and the hostel is their home. So at the moment, the school is for um, the the boys, and upstairs is for girls. And they have the boys' hostel, but they're trying 
currently to raise money to be able to build um, a girls hostel so that um, again girls that are on the on the streets or you know they're finding that they haven't got any parents whatever whatever their situation that they have somewhere to live to so yeah that that's a wonderful organization so you can see a, a video i know i i think i i'll post it again on my facebook yes, page post Lynn it Cheryl, again perfect to but see. yeah definitely it's the powerish which is p-a-r-w-a-r-i-s-h organization and that shows you know what the children had gone through and and where they're at now that's yeah. amazing that's fantastic so yeah I think we also had um, some other questions uh, coming yes lots well. of questions and lots of messages of thanks from people who um, who were in your little group and doing um, helping you with the fundraising I'll um, I'll be mentioning them later on as well but let's go back to, um, to one of Nigel's questions um, let's have a look so um, he talks here about teaching and and the community and did you meet any children that had become leaders for the community were they um, involved with um, with the organization that you went to visit um the girls definitely in the school they had aspirations for themselves Nigel they really did want to make a better lifestyle for themselves you know they're very aware I think of how Pakistan is you can't help but notice it in some of the areas you know you you know it really is in the the forefront or it's very beautiful but you can see that at some degree that there 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 can be poverty and Mm. um so yeah they were choosing to make a difference and and I just totally encourage them like I said most of the the ladies in young ladies in Pakistan would would be training going to college university to do doctors nurses um and so forth yeah or teachers yeah and and Nigel also asks um, were there any other projects then that are in place like for example um, to ensure um, they have facilities like clean water yeah there was I think on the borders um, I didn't travel that far but they were raising money and again it's all on donations because I guess everybody all governments have a certain amount of money that they're able to spend and so um I'm assuming with the way that some of the areas were, then that wasn't possible. So it was coming from donations, but there would as a dam that was being built to ensure that places that didn't have water could have water. And I think that's now starting to take work underway. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's fantastic. And there's another question here, but we're, that I'm jumping a little bit too forward if I ask that one. So perhaps okay. we'll go on to some, some more music. OK, excellent. So we've got, I have to say, this is one of my uh, favourite tracks. This is Sting, and I'm sure it's one of yours as well. It's a beautiful song. This is Fields of Gold. Stay with me. 
We've got requests now and this goes out especially for James who's tuned in to POS Radio tonight. It's lovely to share your company across the airways, James. This is especially for you. This is In Your Eyes with Peter Gabriel. Solution of all the fruitless soldiers. 
track that we were just dancing away to that weren't we oh, that was amazing me. that's fantastic yeah. so, so we've been talking about your second trip because you've just come back from this second trip yeah. um what the what were the highlights any stories that uh, from your second trip of aid going out to uh, to pakistan um well obviously the beauty again although it's going to a different time of year um mm. so it was it's much more greener uh, than what it was before and uh, again the people the hospitality the friends that I'd made the first time were there to greet me again the second time so that was another bonding again which was absolutely lovely Um, of course uh, the the seeing again all the 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 same sort of thing as I said you get the street children being able to help them even you know even the adults that you know the elderly people as well that are still working like I said at the age of 85 being able to help them there was one little girl um, I think she must have been about four three four something like that and I I, she had no shoes and Aww. and so um I we took her with her daddy to the shop um bought some shoes um also went and got him again bags of rice sweet oil um vegetables you know yes, all the things yeah. that he could sugar those sort of things and and we went to his his home which was quite a distance actually so it's surprising how far they come to come into like the the more city area mm-hmm. and we went back to his home and I met his wife and she was exceptionally grateful and again you've just got the the concrete you yes. know it's it's very very basic very basic and um that you know there's not the paint and so forth in in some of these homes on the on the walls and stuff and just just basic concrete at the top of high stair steps you know concrete steps and so yeah we helped we helped them but I think overall um yeah, it's just that heartfelt feeling of being for myself, and and also I know it means so much to my husband to be able for us to come together to help people. 
Yes. You know, and and regardless of religion, race, creed, age, distance or time, it's really important that, you know, we, we love everybody in the world. You know, we, we all breathe the same air and we walk on the same land. We all live in the same home and that's Mother Earth. And I, th- I think that's really important. That's what, you know, we feel. Um, all human beings. Absolutely. You know, we're all family at yeah. the end of the day. And it's really important that we 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 act like family we behave like family and we bring peace to this world because it's ultimately what it needs you know so many people get frustrated um with the news that they hear but you really need to start doing a little bit of research on on some things yes don't believe everything that you read in the newspapers no they're only there to catch your attention aren't they that's right and and to get your money (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah kind of like do a little bit more research that you can you can see things on the internet you don't need to necessarily have to travel to another country unless it's your heartfelt desire but um but yeah i had a wonderful time and again i just want to say thank you to everybody who supported me who donated i i know some of you some people i even said when i went to the school some people had given um you know birthday money of themselves other oh. people while I was out there had, had sent me more money and said Lynn please will you just help yes. but there was one there was one um young man I this is a story that stands out as a highlight as well there was one young man and he was just 15 and his father had worked away in Saudi Arabia and he'd come home and he passed away with cancer and he was the only male in his house with I think he had three or four sisters and his mother he was the only male at 15 and he went out to to look for work mm-hmm. now um one of the restaurants Chinatown and everybody was trying to help him so he did not have to give up his education so um they made me aware of him and so you know I got to speak to him and he was he, he spoke to me I, I tried to be as respectful as I could yeah. for the I, I set up a little messenger group um for everybody who'd been kind enough you know to donate um no matter what it was it didn't matter it didn't matter it was a pound whether it's 10 pound 20 pounds you know some people were extremely generous um and and everybody gave what they could and so he came and I, I took a video of him he was happy for me to take a video of him I said it, you know I wouldn't be publicising it out because I'm respectful I don't want to exploit anybody but to get some information I have to show people to be able to help at some degree you know so he was aware that it would go in a messenger group it was only for the people in that group and he was happy for that and I promised him that it wouldn't go any further than that and he allowed um, me to video him while he told me his story and then um, somebody translated Translated, for him and he was saying that you know he basically has to look after his family and he was willing to then give up his um you know his education to be able to go go to work to to give to his family but the the only thing was is then he's not really getting an education to be able to aspire to anything higher do you understand to be able to support his family he's then needed to be as Nigel said before supported so yeah he people are being family he has a very good family they're trying to help businesses are trying to help um, so that he can continue in the last few years of his education so that he can get some grades and get a decent job so he can then aid himself and his family as well that's wonderful that's fantastic but there's a lot of stories like that there you yeah. know it is surprising you know just a little bit just a tiny tiny little bit really can go a long way and it can help so many people yeah oh wonderful and you mentioned that face that uh, facebook or whatsapp group and one or two messages have come through f- of gratitude and thanks for you so um so susan she says thank you very much for sharing your valuable feedback and for all the work that you did in pakistan then um 
so oh, glad that you help so many people and hopefully we can we can still help um love and light sent to you honey and all your family oh, bless you susan honestly I, I really can't thank you enough because you've been such a strong support uh you really have and you know i talk to people while i'm over yes. in pakistan you know keeping everybody updated as as much as i possibly can with pictures and videos etc but really w- without you it really wouldn't be possible it wouldn't so thank you so much and another message of um of thanks came through from carmel she says thanks lynn would like to send love and best wishes to the lovely people of pakistan for welcoming you like they did bless you carmel and hillary hillary sent a message through to say thank you lynn for sharing your amazing journey with us all it was so lovely to see the charity money going to the people who most needed it and learning about their lives and how it will change for the better for them you are truly a beautiful person lynn with a heart of gold Well, you are too. Thank you again, Hilary. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Kamal, to everybody. I know there's a list of, you know, endless, endless people who helped so, so, so much. Um, you know, just going through the names. Of course, there was Emma, there was Adrian, there was Angela Nichols, there was Becky, Chelsea, uh, Christine, um, Cherie, Denise, Dorian, Eileen, Esther, Evelyn, Faith, Faye, Gemma, Hilary, uh, Jane, Jennifer. I mean, the list is endless. Juliet, Kerry, Lisa, <laughs> Lynette, uh, Michelle, Nigel, Pam, Sarah. There was Pam as well. Sue. Uh, there was also Susan and, and Veronica. Honestly, Carmel, there was, the list is endless. It just went on and on and on of, of people who were able to give and donate from their hearts. You know, you're beautiful people, you're beautiful souls, and you really, really did make a massive difference to people's lives. And they know, and also there was Esther. She helped as well. She lives um, abroad. Um, and she also, she she gave uh, generously, bless you, for that, Esther. And the, the thing is, I think they know that the message was on this occasion. My husband yes. said to them, he said, you know, this comes with love from people of the world. Mm. And so that's a massive healing, isn't it? To bring us back together rather than pulling us apart. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and as being part of this group, thank you very much indeed for giving us the opportunity to have um, been able to contribute to what you were doing out there and um, and to share with you the moments that felt so, felt so close to your heart that you shared them with us. So thank you yeah, very much thank indeed. You. Thank, thank you. you. So, and Nigel, let's go back to um, that question. That Nigel, are you planning another trip, and what are your goals? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm hoping to be able to go out in November. Um, now it's quite hot during the summer, so um, and I mean it's extremely hot. It can go up to forty-four degrees, so Oof. it's a little bit too hot <laughs> for me. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping to go out now in November. So again. Um, I was thinking of again this money goes directly whatever it is I would take out clothes um I did I did take out some coloring books pencils you know games I did take things out like that I've managed to leave my clothes in Pakistan I literally came back with the clothes on my back um so that I could fill up my suitcase and go out again um with with other things you know like yes. pens pencils things like that so that's that was the reason why I did that I left my shoes there I, I left it there's pretty much everything I've left in Pakistan I came back with nothing but the clothes on my back um, and um, 
so yeah i'm planning on going out in november i'm thinking of starting um a gofundme page right so to keep that ongoing um there has been thoughts of you know setting up a charity i'm just mindful i want the money to go directly does does that make sense because yes. i'm aware of charities and directors and ferraris and i'm just not in that zone at all it, i i'd like it to go direct to the people for it to make a difference and and of course it's important you know i, I really use with that with a help of my husband to be able to really give it to the people who and that need that help you know that really need the help it's not given out willy-nilly but by no means it is it really goes to the, to the people who really need the help so by doing if anybody is interested in doing any sponsors you know like you if there's a sponsored walk they want to do or a, a sponsored um abseil abseil and anything you know football match nigel you were a sweetheart before bless you anything at all that you want to do to be able to aid then again um, i'm gonna go out there i was on the news again this time they're kind enough they're putting a video together for me I'm also going to do one as well just to try and make a difference to bring us as cultures together because in this day and age it I believe it's really needed mm. so that there's some healing can go on and as people of the world we can empower ourselves for that to for take place you know we're talking about the power of love rather than the love of power let's Most bring it definitely. back into balance again yes yeah. so anybody that's interested in learning more about um, you know future fundraising and how th- and just anything it doesn't yeah, matter if it's just a pound it doesn't it really doesn't matter exactly. because if you think you had a hundred people gave a pound that's a hundred pound that's yeah. a lot to go out there Definitely. if there was a thousand people then it would be a thousand pound you know there's huge amounts of work I know that there's one girl that I met out there she um, she has hearing difficulties and um, bless her heart it's going to cost her I think it's 260 pounds in English money for her to be able to hear out of one ear wow so yeah, that's amazing. So, it, so if anybody gets hold of you on Facebook, mess, uh, you know, uh, friend request, they can keep up to date with the events, etc., that are going on, and and also myself, you know. So, Lynn Shower Perfect, Emma yeah. Ruth Thomas on Facebook, and we will keep everybody up to date with um, with future fundraising and your next trip for November. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I, you know, I really, honestly, I can't thank everybody enough for helping um, as much as they did you know it's very heartfelt and you really are all of you are all earth angels you know for for touching people's lives and I'm sure that you will always always be remembered by those people because the gratitude on their faces you know and and the way that they welcome me they they knew and I knew that I could feel everybody's love with me that was um that I carried and that was so appreciative it it really was so and also I just want to say um thank you also to um to my to my husband really because he was he's an amazing man an amazing man and without him it wouldn't have been possible because he was translating for me and yeah he he's an amazing man i just want to say a massive massive thank you um for enabling me to to join him on this journey of life and thank you very much for sharing everything that you have with us this evening it's been absolutely an honor and a privilege to be involved in your show and um help you know helping you get the the word out about you about pakistan but also as well help, helping you get the word out that as people of the world we just need to come together yeah absolutely Okay, we're going to do one last track now. And uh, this is, I have to say, a beautiful song. You may know it from uh, It's a Star is Born. And this is 
always remember us this way. So from myself, Lynn Cheryl Perfect, from Emma Ruth Thomas, until next Sunday from 9 till 11. Until then, good night. Good night. Lots of love. Butters on the sky Burning in your eyes You look at me, babe, I want to catch on fire It's buried in my soul Like California gold You found the light in me that I couldn't find so when I'm all choked up but I can't find the words Every time we say goodbye, baby, it hurts When the sun goes down and the band won't play I'll always remember us this way Lovers in the night Oh, it's trying to ride We don't know how to rhyme But damn, we try But all I really know You're where I want to go The part of me that you West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio.